when you're really being your most authentic you, right? And you're doing what you say you do. You're living the way you say you live. It is what it is. You're practicing your truths. You're around someone who wants to be there. Yeah. Who their intentions are to be there. And they're practicing those things, but they're not embodying those you're things. Right. You'll trigger that person. You're right. It seems to be a pattern for me, at least. Is that a mirror? It's because you're a mirror. It's literally like, yo, you could be just yeah. like me. Like We could be like each other. We support each other. But instead, you're... you're triggered or or threatened um yeah because you don't know how to express like to me the other mindset yeah like love what is happening everyone welcome back to your favorite podcast the Gordai podcast i wish us some alien i am joined by the crazy trainer jared cardona today in studio wild episode where we are going to dive deep into Jared and I's experience to learning love, how to feel. Do most of us actually freeze when shit pops off and hits the van? Finding the right beans to be around. Assess your patterns. What Jared learned from a Tony Robbins workshop that changed his life and so much more. You guys are going to love this episode. Make sure to stay tuned until the end. Follow Jared on Instagram. Get ready. I'll see you inside. Sister. What's that? It's, it's, it feels a little bit Rogan in here right now, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, praise Rogan. Yeah, praise fucking Marley, Rogan, all of them. Um, so actually, after I say this, you're probably going to walk out of the show. I haven't been smoking. Oh, good guy. Well, when I walk out of the show, congratulations. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Thanks, man. Um, dude, you ever feel like you're just like using it as a crush for other things in life? Mm. I've been there. I won't say right now that I'm there. We're getting a place to ask this, but I will say like in my past, Astrid, when I was, so, <laughs> when I was younger, I was say like 18 and 20, there was probably like a six month period where I would just smoke to numb my shit. Like I didn't want to feel bits. Yeah. So I would smoke weed and like listen to Kid Cudi. Yeah, fucking ride around the neighborhood and just chiefing all night long. Yeah, a couple of joints, even on my own a lot. But it's not like I was taking time to really reflect on my emotions. And I, no, I was just trying to distract myself. So exactly how you were saying. And there was another point in college where I remember my uh, grandmother passed away. Yeah, I didn't know how to process it, and so instead I just like chief for two days straight. And in a lot of ways, I didn't take the time to feel some of that. Why weren't you? Um, I don't understand how to process emotions. You know, I think a lot of us don't know how to regulate ourselves. And me, uh, as a 21-year-old, 20-year-old, like, I'm I'm primal. I'm trying to smoke weed. I'm trying to have sex. I'm trying to fucking get big, get muscles, right? Like, get A's, do well in school. Yeah. All those things. So um, there was phases in my life where I smoked weed. I didn't use it as a crutch. Right now, and it's funny because I've been throwing out on social media more about me smoking regularly and, you know, hey, I work out after I smoke a joint. Um, I smoke a joint, I go hang with friends, like, it's casual. And the amount of lash I get right now, kind of, like, criticism for something that I do to now enhance my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enhance the feelings. Yeah. I'm already high as fuck before I smoke a joint. Before it, the body are already like, fuck yeah, 
I'm so grateful to be here. You live on a hot. I'm so fucking here in present. Like, it just enhances that experience for me where I think if you're not in that kind of headspace, it can sink into whatever headspace you're in, right? It's like, yeah. if I want to feel like a lazy shit and I want to eat junk food and play video games and watch TV and do jack shit, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I smoke weed. Every time I smoke weed, I do that. You want to do that. Like, kind of. So I, I have this thing. Money, alcohol, I'm good for now. Drugs, none of them like are changing you or making you anything they mm. were before. It's just exacerbating what was already inside of me. I love that word. And especially inside of me. Ex, 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 exacerbating inside of you. Oh my God. <laughs> Go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so. Um, when I'm with you, they exacerbate where you're at. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, everything gets like such bad raps because there has to be this tribal sense of belonging that all humans have. So, like you have to be in these extremely intense and extremist viewpoints on so many things. So there's like people that are like, smoky weed, that makes you lazy and shit like that because they only want to see the people who smoke weed and are lazy. Yep. But I also barely put a story to it. They did. Yeah. I was having this conversation with Danielle the other day. Um, everyone who's on an extreme end of anything, like you and I are both extremists, mm -hmm. they all have substance abuse issues. You do not find someone who's on an extreme end, and that means the opposite of us as well. Like if you say you and I are both extremely hardworking, the opposite is extremely fucking lazy. Like they have substance abuse yeah. issues too. Everyone has something that there is their vice and they're kind of struggling with. And the substance might not be like a weed or an actual drug or maybe an alcohol. It might be like some like pornography or something mm -hmm. like that. Like that can be your substance balls and video games. Yeah. Um, shit like that. Caffeine, obviously. And I feel like the older I get, the further I go like professionally, the more I realize, oh my God, everyone who I ever wanted to be, mm -hmm. everyone who I have ever idolized, <laughs> That's a cocaine addiction. Yeah, shit. Or a weed addiction. Yeah. Or a fucking anything. Mm -hmm. That's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. But then the women who are like equally as well-first or successful, women seem to handle it so much better than men. Do you, do you find that to be true or do you have a different experience? You mean not it's doing that any substances or they're yeah. not on the substances? You know, I... I I don't know. I feel like women also in their own right have plenty of their own crutches just as men have their own bullshit. You post the selfie on Instagram getting thousands. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, validation, like you're right. It's just different. Like how much affirmation does one need? Yeah. Can you not tell yourself you love yourself or how much you bring? So because we don't get like that sort of release in terms of validation, we kind of go internal with our, mm -hmm. our validation. And maybe other, and maybe they're not as open about it. Fascinating. Right? It's like, you know, like masturbation for women is like coming out of work. Yeah. Who knows? All right, sit. Oh, I mean, believe so. It's more of a conversation, at least. So, I guess it's been a more recurring conversation in some of, some of the, uh, my relationships in life. So I like to see it coming about more. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that way we understand more, right? Communication about sex it is a taboo. It's some goofy. You have a it's, line. You have a line. <laughs> you said bodybuilding is missionary sex. Yes, sir. Yep, Jared. Listen, after this segment, you and I are gonna fight. But no, <laughs> you can be great at missionary sex. There is 
There's levels to missionaries. I definitely sense. have had some good missionaries. Mm-hmm. So In bodybuilding, you get better at going deeper into the fiber, right? Like, can I go deeper? Deep. So, in mission, you can technically over time. Yeah. Imagine, imagine being a bodybuilder plus a podcaster. Imagine mm-hmm. how deep you go. There. So I'm saying that's that's deep. That's deep. that's, that's <laughs> basically and emotionally. Deep. <laughs> so then, what's your training style? What kind of sex is that? I like variety. It's interesting that I like you see me slinging kettlebells, not only in traditional ways and ways of play, flow, juggling. Yeah, I do the steel mace. I'll go heavy as fuck on a steel mace, but also go light as fuck and play with it like a little stick, like a little uh, rope flow. Okay, I'll dance with a little rope. I literally surrender to a little fucking thread because I allow it to pull me. That's how you get fluid, right? You allow the instrument to move you in ways that if you know how to relax or know when to flex, that you move with the instrument. Right? Talk to be kind of, you become a part of it. This is amazing. Well, I mean, I don't want to go too deep on that yet because I know we're talking about sex um, <laughs> specifically. But what I'm getting at is I like mall landmines. Like, I like bodybuilding too. You know, there's a part of me that enjoys um, that sensation, especially as we get older and we understand and connect more. Five pains of bodybuilding. Man, that we're gonna. I'd have to scroll a couple back. If you guys, I got to. haven't seen Jared's Instagram while he's fighting me this rope flow because you describing that was sounded very essential. Sound like something I would be very interested in. Yeah, honestly, I'll be uh, dance. Really? Yeah. Hey, listen, you might not think about. I low key, I can, I can get down. I, I can shake you a little bit. Like uh, one to ten, one to ten. I'm like a five and a half, and the average white dude is like low key. And <laughs> the average six foot two hundred fifty pound white dude is a what? Uh, I'll give myself a five five. Wow, um, I feel like you're underselling yourself. It might be, but see more the harshest critics. That is true. So, Someone's five five is probably nine. Seven, probably <laughs> <seven. laughs> um, this thing yeah, I I I I feel that it's quite fascinating watching the kettlebell work you do, and and I want people to go pull up Jared's Instagram, the crazy trainer, and just like look at some of the stuff. Like the first pinned post you have on your Instagram. If I did that, my foot would have been broken. It would nah, have been bro, broken. Bro, you'll move. Like that's the hardest part for most people to understand. It's like when shit is about to hit the fan, most of us don't actually freeze. Like when it's really there, the threat is there. Most of us can move, especially when in some ways you're in control. You ever thought about what you would do if like well, I I, I hope you don't have a personal enemy. Here's like a summer of this. It's like it's a combination of juggling and the rope. Oh my so you'll see something, something both. Wow. Oh, that was cool. That was a promotion uh-huh. to, for uh, a rope. The train crazy rope. This is also now a shameless promotion for my friends slash ropes at our company. So, but it's a great tool. They, they pay you to be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> One day. One day. One day. We're not there yet. Yeah. You got yeah. you got a half a million. We're on our way. We're still. I'm still. There. I'm still learning. So, your Instagram has blown up, but some of the stuff that's on there is uh, unbelievable. You you said something that drove me into a thought last night. For like the first time in a super long time, I was sleeping and I kind of had a dream that someone walked in my room. You know, like someone I didn't. Know. I dream too much. I'm sorry, right? yeah. You know, so much weird. <laughs> uh, so that happening on top of you saying like when shit hits fan, like most of us don't freeze. You ever think about what you would do if you saw something just chaotic go down in front of you? Like if you saw just something terrible going down. I think, you know, something I heard from someone recently going to the sheepdog 
Yes, your dark experience is, is at least you have a draft of what to do. Yeah, so you have ideas of like what you would do. But for me, because I'm not thinking in those aspects, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I know what I hope I would do. Yeah. I hope I would <laughs> the accountant save you the day. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're not valiant. If I if I had the tools and the skill sets. So that's something I want to learn this year is is more about that kind of stuff, whether it's like guns, yeah, um, hunting, just, just being more capable. That's kind of where I'm going into this next year. I'm not very capable. I want this to be there. You are in your own right. Every... Every woman who's over an eight five currently listening to the show <laughs> take out the next five minutes. The chair I'm not very capable. I don't practice mm. these things. We can. We can. How are you practicing? I'm just gonna start enrolling. Like I'm gonna go to jujitsu next week. No way wrong. Yeah, just and I want to learn for self defense. Like, You've never out for. I've done it a, a couple of times now, three times, and nothing with serious full on instruction. Or I just went in with the student's mindset to learn something. Yeah. But I'm not experienced at all. Yeah, I'm very white belt. And I like learning grips and little techniques. Because yeah. something about, you know, if you did attack me, and I know how to, I don't want to hurt you, I feel I, that I can defend. Yeah, that's something that is new for me this year, where when I was younger, it was like, yeah, violence, like, I don't want to get involved. But yeah, hey, if I need to defend, it's there. Jared, that is like the hilly fucking good point. When I was kind of making my exit from bodybuilding, I was thinking about combat sports and how mm-hmm. beneficial that is. Not because I want to hurt. I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. I just want to make sure that, like, I'm protected. Mm-hmm. And everyone around me is protected. 100%. I love you. Oh, 100%. 100%. Terrible. Yeah. And if I was there and something went down, then if I had skill, I could have prevented. That would sit with me poorly for a very long time. Yeah. A very freaking long time. I mean, I'll let it go because we got to move forward, baby. We do have to yeah. move forward. And I'm not going to sit that longer than I need to. Yeah. But, you know, I'm with you. Like, I would like to have... I would like to be more capable. That's yeah. why I train the way I train, to be real with you. Yeah. Um, whenever I go into a new sport with someone who I don't speak that language yet, yeah. or any training modality, and I never like CrossFit, like, I don't speak that language yet. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I can work out with a bodybuilder. I can keep up. You know, I can keep up with every type of athlete for the most part, um, on some level, better than just average, you know? And that's something that allows me to connect with that individual because you know what it's like to train with a friend, like Someone, or someone who really fucking pushes you. Yeah. That brings out that side of you. Um, it's intimate. It's fucking it's very intimate. And it's beautiful. Like, it's fucking hardcore. Yeah. Between two men, that's one of the more intimate relationships you can experience. My my training partner before I dropped out of bodybuilding um, was Thomas Packin. And he's massive, like crazy big dude. Really, really good bodybuilder. And man, he and I just became best friends and forced this brotherhood over our training session eating shit together dude and meals together we live together for a short period of time like being hungry together being sore together having injuries together like accountability accountability together yeah i uh that that relationship is unlike anything you have anywhere else in your life it's deeper than a brother ideally uh, like talk about like warrior and like you know I don't I don't go that I don't read all these things yeah but, you know I do feel with the right people those are my fucking fellow Spartans like if those are the motherfuckers I go to war with like even though we're not capable we don't know how you better leave in order to focus and I know you do too yeah you know how to connect to your muscle yes. you would have built what you built so it's like are you capable yes yeah me fucking too yeah I'm just gotta do some reps you're right you know with the like training partners the like friendships the right people like. That's something I'm going through this year is really finding the right type of being to be around. Absolutely. That grows me while I grow them without 
Yeah. Fucking friction. Yeah. It just, it's easy. It's like, oh, man, this is a human I should be around because I feel invigorated when I leave. Yeah. Or hang on the top. Yeah. Not drained. Yeah. Ooh. I need to hang around that more. How far do you think people can like fake it till they make it uh, as it pertains to the energy they show up with? Do you have experience with reading someone as someone who really energizes you, but then after a duration of period, it was like, oh, they're, they're actually draining me now. Like the dynamic changed. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, like it's both parties, right? It's like a knowing of self. So like for me, can I be more familiar with patterns that don't I don't sit with? Yeah, or are things I wouldn't really mess with. Yeah, versus them, like, well, can you say that one more time? Like, like, they can show you in the beginning. Oh, gotcha. They'll juice you up, they'll juice you up in the beginning, yeah. and then it just appears. But then one day, yeah. So I think it's knowing oneself, like how much space I can hold as a human yeah. for that kind of energy. Yeah. What tools do I have to rejuvenate myself fast from being drained? Yeah. And then the second thing is, do I want to be drained? Yeah. And for oh. them, do you know, do they have the awareness to learn like, hey, are you compartmentalizing? Are you practicing emotional regulation that yeah. are rejecting it on the other person? Um, people trip out a little bit when some boundaries are enforced. Well, people, you start being yourself. Even if it's, when someone's saying they're doing all these things, you're something that's sadly learned in the last, like, I've learned in a couple of dynamics, but friendships, relationships, when you're really being your most authentic you, right? And you're doing what you say you do, you're living the way you say you live, it is what it is, you're practicing your truths, you're around someone who wants to be there, yeah. who their intentions are to be there, and they're practicing those things, but they're not embodying those you're things. Right. You'll trigger that person. You're right. It seems to be a pattern for me, at least. Is that a mirror? It's because you're mirror. It's literally like, yo, you could be just yeah. like me. Like we can be like each other. We support each other. But instead, you're you're triggered or or threatened. Um, yeah, because you don't know how to express like to me the other mindset. Yeah, like love. Yeah, like when I really like when I'm when I inspired by somebody, you tell them, oh yeah, I'll fucking wait. Oh yeah, I'll wait, fucking. Three months ago, yeah, you inspired me. Like, no, I'm gonna tell you right there because it's gonna build up as like some kind of weird resentment for no fucking reason because I didn't tell you. And, you know, I, I didn't tell I, you're me. I love you and I'm proud of you. I can tell you that all fucking day because that's who I am. But not everyone else means that. Some people are jealous. Yeah. They're really, really jealous. And it's not wrong. It's something we all need to work through, in my opinion, to get into a new character, into a abundance mindset. And doesn't mean with money, it just means with love like yeah if your win is my win like I'm, we both have the energy to win yeah there's plenty of people to help who you're coaching is not who i'm going to be coaching yeah. i love you for who you are but we're just fucking different yeah amazing like let's let's celebrate that yeah so i think that's such a refreshing perspective that's such a refreshing perspective uh what's your communication like with people when you realize that you're just not quite on the same page there like, do you come and silently go away or do you communicate? I mean, I just feel like this last year, I've definitely learned to listen to my voice yeah. and fucking like the man who's saying what he's saying. Yeah. If he's got boundaries, I got to fucking lay down. Yeah. And when I don't do that, shit gets shady in my life in other ways. Like when I don't express that being, as long as I do it in a very like methodical way, yeah. not emotionally attached to it, right? I'm not like expecting something. 
hey, if you don't drive with us, we don't drive. And that's cool. Yeah, like our nervous systems, like our, we don't need to be around each other. It's perfectly fine. Pardon the human again. Scary. Literally, like, I don't fuck with everybody. They don't want to fuck with me. Yeah. And the more posts, shit I'm posting recently, I got more me I'm being, it's the more I'm getting. I'm unfollowing you. Love you, homie. And like, sucks that you follow me for that long. Yeah. And then that's your reaction to being, being human. Yeah. And then being a part of this human experience with you. You have your shit, right? Yeah. But again, like, I'm here to have fun. Yeah. And that means exploring and experimenting with different tools. Yeah. Different people, different adventures. Something I, I really, you know, Justin Lovato is a yeah. fucking gem. Amazing Jared Eye podcast. Like, it's a brother of mine, bro. Brother of mine. We've talked about this where, you know, he, he loves talking about consciousness and, yeah. and going into the astral realm and 4D. Right, that's what I call it. It's like it's not something we really fully understand. Yeah, it's like love, shit, right? Like, love. When we, I remember that what was that movie, the fucking I can't remember right now. And they go, they go to our, okay, they go to our space. Okay. Like a scene where um, they enter a place they can't understand. It's like 4D. No one's like, oh, well, we should go off of love, not off of fucking logic, because like love is fourth dimension, like right? Like life was like beautiful. But we're 3D. Yeah. Right? So it's like we're we're consciousness, we're souls talking to each other. And Justin and I talk about that. Like, or he says it as well. He's like, oh, um, I am not anger. I'm not my human. My human feels this way. Yeah. It, you know, it's like, my, I'm love. Yeah. That's, that's my fucking baseline. It's, yeah. I'm love. But my human's fucking pissed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for me, it, and that's it's, okay. it's, exactly. So it's just about like, hey, have the human experience too. Like, yeah. I'm here to have some fucking fun. It's smoking some weed. I'm not here to be just fucking own yeah. the fuck out all day, like, pretending I'm everybody's fucking Jesus or some shit. Like, yeah. no. We're here to fucking feel things. We're here yeah. to touch things. Like, why would we have this? Yeah. It, yeah, good boy. Yeah. It, it's the whole... It's the whole... Um, who you want to be is who you act like and who you enforce and, like, who you are today and kind of driving that manifestation into the, the 4D realm is sort of my understanding of it. And it's fascinating because everywhere in my life, there's anything that I've actually, like, actually manifested. Like, actually done the thing. They visualized it, you saw it, and then you did it. I could do, when I start visualizing, it's obsessive. Mm -hmm. Jared, I'm, I'm walking around. If you see me in downtown also with some headphones on, I look locked in. I'm listening to some music, and I'm visualizing my desired outcome. Got you. It is all the fucking, and then I work for it. Yeah. And I fucking journal about it. Nice. I dream about it. I I, I live it. You wake up and it's something to be excited about. It's what I do. Yeah. And that's a manifestation mm -hmm. working out in real time and it's finest. You know, you mentioned you've been posting on social media differently and some people are like, you know, I'm out and follow. So the Grow and I podcast was promised around bodybuilding podcast. And then obviously recently it's not really a bodybuilding theme. Anymore. I talked about everything could talk about, but I'm evolving as a human. I like talking about more leadership stuff. Yeah. Like I'm a great leader. I feel like I have a lot of life experience, uh, especially for like a normal 30 year old dude. There's just a lot of shit that's going right and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen he builds us, baby. But this, the, the amount of people, no one has said it to me, but there's this Reddit thread about how the podcast has changed. And like people fucking pissed about it. And like, no one cares about it. Justin, he's like, listen, like, if you were only following me for like the bodybuilding coach speak, then like, that's cool. But like, I'm a human. Like, I got mates. I'm experienced. I got stuff that I know that I can add value to the world with. And um, I was talking to a good friend, Jordan Duggar, before I went through rebrand. He's like, that's balls. 
Like if you were just completely rewrite one eighty, yeah, right now this boss, mm-hmm. like you're like me, you would commit to it, and you would just fucking do it, you'd figure it out later. So I can tell it in pieces. I do your viewers month one are going to drop by sixty seventy percent. So mm-hmm. not that it will, they watch this, but that's normal for all. Yeah, we rebrand, we come through month one. It's like a twenty five percent decrease in blue in and viewers. Yeah. And I said to Jordan, he like, we've never seen that. And even the companies we worked with who did a rebrand of 25% less viewership. So because I, I knew that most of these people just like me for me. And yeah, you're from your you that too. Yeah. You're following you go back to zero. Mm-hmm. Like it's just some people are out, some people are in. Yep. And that means all these people actually they're really in. Yeah. They are. <laughs> it's so before, it's all conditional. Yeah, it's yeah. It's no more this conditional bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not what I didn't view for just this. Only about what yeah. we can do for this. <laughs> yeah, like that's a community. Mm-hmm. That's community. That's support. That's family. That's people you really build with, and they build you. Yeah, because we've showed up for them for so long. Mm-hmm. How long have you been putting out content? Oh, so probably five to six years now. I think that's about it. And you've connected with tons of yeah i've tried to message her we're back best i'm kidding but you know i would say the last few months it gets overwhelming not having help because so many relationships i transitioned from i think so and i transitioned my real life where i moved from florida to austin and so all of those changes plus the growth of social media managing new relationships you know seeing old men die out like at the same it was just so much it's hard to hold space for always responding and commenting to everything without your move I moved in May. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Orlando for about a decade. A new Texan. Yeah. Oh, that's well, it. thanks. Welcome. You love it? I'm having a great time. Yeah. It's a lot of self-discovery. A lot of big, uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of growth this year. Hey, listen, if you're going to Austin, Texas, you better be ready to go eternal. Oh, yeah. You also be, better be ready to get a cowboy hat. You got a cowboy hat? Not yet. You got to get a cowboy hat. <laughs> I just got my first. We should have fucking rocked cowboy hats on the show next time. Next time we're down. Yeah, next time we're on cowboy hats. Yeah, that's so fun. Uh, That'll be so proud. Is that a Martino cowboy? Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's epic. So, building your uh, online, following your community, what you've done there, obviously happening fast. Your content's unique, but there's other people doing the same thing. Yeah. All right, so what what do you attribute your communal success i would say honestly and this is for anyone trying to start up instagram and get more successful at fitness on or get more known there workouts yeah but i workouts people don't want to think just like in real life and they might not do the workouts but they'll save them sometimes so we're you know i'm engaged with them um and that for me i think grew a lot of a huge portion of my following came from consistently posting workouts people knew i was always popping out new things you're not gonna do the same shit how come you just bodybuilding, missionary sex? We're doing some talking red meat. Put a leg over the fucking shoulder. You know, just one. My lips and toes. Like, you might get fucking weird out here. You might defer some shit. Doubt. Just make sure we're a little clean. I do think um, that's been a huge part of my following growing. Yeah. Consistently. Is, hey, like, you can trust me to put out fun, engaging, hard workouts that you can do for the most part anywhere. So it's been big. Um, kettlebell flipping and flowing it's just it's still very small and niche like almost nobody knows what the fuck that means but I'll say the community of kettlebell people or flow people or whoever the fuck was watching that yeah, that's grown you know a good chunk of my following too Yeah, um, that's was unique it's still pretty unique um, but 
doing new modalities, right? Like I know we talked about like, you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but you did. You're rebranding right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You know, you're gonna tell me that's that not reinventing the wheel to evolve in new ways. You're right. Like the way I, I move now has attributed an added skill and strength to the way I used to move yeah. more conventionally. So when I just pick up a deadlift, like I feel great. I squat heavy as fuck. I don't get back pain. Yeah. Like I mean, my quality of movement is so much higher. So I've experienced all of these different dimensions. Like 3D movement, really. Sagittal plane, frontal plane, transverse plane, all this crap. And then I've added load to it. So it's made me more durable. Yeah. You train people here in Austin how to do kettlebells? Yeah. I train them how to use their body. I don't even let them touch a kettlebell generally. I, I teach it like my one on one training at least. Yeah. Like my group coaching and on it. Yeah. Kettlebell conditioning Monday mornings. Like a kick your ass. Like, you know, yeah. Tuesday night, primal tools, get kick your ass. Yeah. This come down to my one on one. We're going in. We're going to work in. We're not going to work out. We're going to work in. Exactly. <laughs> and all of that. We're going to be slow people down with, yeah. Whether like in the beginning, like I'm not a breath or specialist, but I like some of the biomechanics of breathing. Like some of that shit to me is important. And it, it, it seems to, you know, everything with fitness crosses over to business and relationships. It's like, as long as you do the work physically, to me, that's the work's going to get done. Yeah. The, the, the rule people talk about. Like, of course. You need to be like, just fucking physically knew the work. And you will literally in every other area of your life, the same work will unfold. Fascinating. So, how, how early in the day you got one on one sessions? Yeah, dude, I see consistently clients almost every day at five in the morning. Except Thursday. Um, so at least like four days a week, three, four days a week. That's in the morning. I need new I need new physical challenge. A master bodybuilding. It's mental. It's mental, mental also, right? Because look back yeah. at it, like your mind helps your bodybuilding. Yeah. My mind's so, bored with going to the gym right now. So, it's it's you're it's ready for really, something new. It's, 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 yeah, it's like some missionary sex with with like uh a subreptile dysfunction. Exactly. <laughs> and we gotta get more excited in some other angles. Yeah, dude. So I'm not gonna just need a new stimulus. Interesting. Um, I've been wanting to get it to jujitsu. You're about to be getting it to jujitsu. I think I mentioned, but I need a, I need a movement barrier to entry before I'm grappling around and stuff like that. I am fat. We're gonna talk more about it. you guys are gonna see. You guys are gonna see me and fucking Jared training me. Fucking yeah, I'm down. I can use the accountability. Yeah, that sounds fucking wiped out mentality, bro. That's not trying to get hurt. Not trying to be hurt. I. That's what I'm saying. I'm hurt you. I'd be a good training partner. That sounds like. I, you start going, oh, you give me like a four out of 10. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Now I'm going past a three or four. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make, Cat. you make a hard gasp. You look yeah. like I hear you. Low key, not sweaty or just tactical. I hear you. I do not want to say, I did, I did, I did, I did. As vicious as this, I don't want to get injured, bro. I'm living my dream. I'm traveling around. I'm making money. I'm oh, doing yeah. a podcast. I'm, I got speech engagements coming up. Dude, fuck yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, dude. Thanks, man. Amazing. Uh, I posted on my Instagram the other day uh, on January 1st. I got accepted as a speaker at the Hack Your Health event, which is for right. KetoCon. That's right. Then I reached out to you about. I So they accepted my my speaking event. And I posted on my close friends and, and no one responded to it. Fucking Congratulations. Lady. I got some emoji response. Even though I have no attachment to that outbound. Yeah. Right, because you shared it for you, anyways. Just, just know that the right people are like, "Fuck yeah, bro! It's awesome. That sounds amazing." Yeah, I'm supportive, and they, they, they are proud. They should not have to say definitely. Definitely, 
have you experienced in your life um, people just start expecting a certain thing out of you, like a certain if 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 one of my boys got accepted at a speaking engagement, it was never spoke in front of a microphone yeah. on a podcast. I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Amazing. That's insane. Yeah. But like, since I like do this, mm-hmm. people are like, they just think it's like normal. I would say you're, yes, but again, we go back to like the red people. Like that gets more intimate with that group. Like you're following your family, like even family doesn't always have to say, I'm proud of you. It's shown in other ways. It might come off as like annoying as fuck. Yeah. Like wor- worrying about all the things versus like, even say congratulations. You're just worried about all the things that could go wrong. <laughs> which means, which means you love me. Yeah. Because you care. Yeah. But you, you're not doing it in a way that I love. Yeah. Yeah. But you still love. Yeah. That's how that, that's that's really how I feel a lot with like my family. I wish I could have accepted not three years ago to say that family of my It's been huge for me just being like, you know what? Where that real different? Um, you know, I went to a Tony Robbins conference when I was in my early twenties. Yeah, and my clients pulled me out to one of that, and I, I went as a skeptic. Yeah, it's like yeah, people don't fucking transform in a weekend. Okay, you got to do the reps. You got to integrate. Yep. You know. Yeah. So he gave out this emotional needs. Um, I'll call it a emotional needs system to help regulate yourself, where you start to be like, okay, well, what brings me each feeling? So like this podcast gets me off right now, right? We're excited. Yep. Why? Security. What's the security here? Where we we feel safe. Yep. Environment wise, we just fucking lit up. Yeah. Quiet, it's chill. It's just us. Like we're connecting. We're having a good time. We're cool. So security. That's one need. The next one's variety. We have no idea. Like I didn't look at your script that you sent right though, or that we didn't send that from you. But yeah. We I have no idea what's gonna happen today. And neither do you. It's just kind of going it's where it's going. Well. So variety oh, is that. the second need, right? Then you have uh, significance. Your show, Crazy Strainer, yeah. your beard, yeah, my hair. I don't fucking know. Yeah, the the ganj. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything <laughs> of those is now bringing us significance. Okay, cool. What else? Connection. Yeah, that's the fourth need. I think we're connecting. Yeah, eye contact. Yeah, really, our conversation. It's not just surface area shit. You talk to like you know, grocer about or something, <laughs> customer service, never. <laughs> so that's the fourth need. Then there's contribution. Hopefully we're sharing an experience that grows us and yeah. learning from each other. So we're contributing to each other in some form of matter into others who are watching, viewing, listening. And then the last one is growth. Are we growing from this? I think by doing all the other things, yes. So those six needs that he handed out as a pattern was like, oh, okay. If you find something or someone in my head, that's how I took it, that brings these feelings, probably could do that more. Uh, I was like, if training gets me off and it still does it for eight years, I've done probably 10,000 hours. Like, I've done the reps. Yeah. I'm a master coach. Like, yeah, I love what I do. I will say that I'm still fulfilled as fuck because all six of those needs are met in my one out one coaching. Fascinating. Yes. After all this time, after all these reps, after all this self-discovery, self-realization, all that your profession has done is sort of grow with you. Yeah. Into the flow movement that you're in right now. I've never looked at my career in the way that I am right now. And yeah, sort of recruited the team that you see. It's an ALS wild caucus. It's wild. You get to do all that. What, what fulfills you emotionally, all of it. Like you're, they call it emotional bank accounts. Yeah. And I was like, ah, man, like, 
that's high on my list. Yeah, whatever it is, like having a home has become something that's important to me, right? Bring security, contribute, have people over, bring a feeling of growth, like all those needs are met with a home. But when I was 21, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, trying to make some money and trying to... Yeah. So learning that and then practicing that for years and then starting to see like, for example, I remember one day like I yelled at my mom. Like I heard her yell and I yelled back. Yeah. Fuck. I love yeah, this woman. Love her. Why the fuck would I yell at her? Yeah. Why am I cursing at you? Like I should never do that. You're amazing. Yeah. So one of us has to regulate you. Because <laughs> one of us has a different information than the other. I know things you do. I have a different system than you do. So one of us needs to lead this, you know, so I remember my mom and I like getting into it. I felt my heart rate go up and because I'm pretty physically in tune. Yeah. I remember my heart rate went up and I had just learned about breath work that, that year, like more about how to take in air. And I was like, I'm breathing. And then I took like three deep breaths as she kept talking. And then I was like, okay, what's really going on here? She's really expressing that she cares about me and all these fucking like things instead of like whatever, instead of me wanting to be congratulated and mom's and proud of me. I opened up a gym. It's been running for four fucking years. Like, yeah. I had all those thoughts in my head. But one day I was like, oh, she doesn't say that because she didn't get that. Yeah. So now that I know the difference, like I need to like lead it. And it, it's fun now, yeah. you know, as we interact with more because she's getting more calm and she's starting to receive my nervous system and trust my leadership and you know not just always being the scars like how we grew up yeah so were you ever angry yeah yeah because you had gone there so many times you disliked the feeling and i assume a, a realization that i've had over the last maybe 12 months that you had way earlier than i did way further ago than i did was People having the control to get my heart rate moving is outrageous. Yeah. That's an outrageous amount of energy to a lot to somebody. Like, I really love a lot of people. I'm a lover boy. I love a lot of people. Yet, I can't give them that access to me. That's not vulnerability. That's control. Yeah. And the breath work, the, the learning how to breathe through those things, like regulating your body, like regulating your nervous system, like the physical act of breath work literally does regulate your nervous Yeah, you learn to feel your heart rate move up and down. Even Treya, you start to feel whether it's, why am, why am I getting a lot? Yeah. Shit, this is something I, that's stressing me out. I got to recognize that. Okay, why is it stressing me out? Because I care. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do I need to care about this? Is this my control? And then I'm going to start going through your, like a logical way for me of breaking emotions down. That's pretty much how I see it. I'm just getting emotional. Like if I feel that and I start thinking that, I'm going to wonder where it's coming from. And sometimes it's not even fucking me. It's like my thoughts. Someone else is who I let get in there. And I have to think about the three to five people that I'm around a lot the most right now. Then all of a sudden I'm going through this little spiral. Yeah. Is it really me? But it is, you know, it is because it's whoever I'm surrounding myself with. But should I continue to? Not much time. Why do you guys have so much control over what's out there? It, it is quite fascinating. Fucking love. I have this whole, I have this whole thing about you're you're an average of the five podcasts you listen to the most. I, mean, I probably do it in the self promoting manner. This was it. I I think everyone should be a little bit more like the Brewer I podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sometimes I listen. Very nice. Bro, sometimes I listen to I listen to every episode of the drops. I'm always grading myself. Uh, my grades have been pretty decent recently, so uh, I, I feel good about that. Uh, you are your own worst critic. To yeah, totally. to saying, but everybody shits on themselves. But uh, man, you you listen back to some of the episodes, and um, it's fascinating the life lessons that you kind of pick up from yourself when you're just in conversation like this. Like we're mirroring things about each other, so there's things we can both take from this and improve on. Yeah. Uh, but it's so it's it's fascinating for me to like be a host and a fan of the show. So when this show drops, I'll be excited to hear when you listen back when you like um about your social media, I had a question. You it seems like you really niche yourself down quite heavily to really focusing on the exercises and then being innovative, maybe being someone who reinvents the wheel. The reinvention of the wheel still has to come with some sort of inspiration or collaboration. What do you look to? Who do you look to? How do you stay innovative with your content? Uh, who do you draw inspiration from? Right on. Um, you know, you said earlier the five podcasts you listen to. I use Instagram as a tool mm-hmm. to share energy and be inspired by specific people. Yep. I don't just follow, like I do, I'm sure I have people who, you know, go through and be like, why am I following this person? Yeah. Am I actually gaining value? And they actually connect with me. All these things are how I choose who I follow. It's not, it is personal. Yeah. That, in that aspect. And that, I tell people to just add me on fucking Facebook. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But on Instagram, I've chosen like, you know, a handful of friends and leaders in my opinion in the industry that are right. Where I'm like, okay, this person pushes me to be a better version of myself. So um, my buddy Tom DeJulie, he's I think 26, 27, owns a small gym in Long Island called the Strength Factory. He's built a bunch of animals. Um, like people that you should not be slinging crazy amount of weight kettlebells would make half the bodybuilders of my bitches. Like wouldn't be able to handle, they wouldn't be able to have the weight that these normal looking people in a lot of ways could throw away more force without a hurt and pain. Yeah. So him, he leads them. So like for me, I go heavy on the same thing. Right? 250 pound sandbag, get over on my shoulder, do some crazy shit with it. Yeah. He's at 350. So he makes me feel like a giant pussy. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. Because I'm watching him every day do the work. Yeah. Shit. If he can do it, I can do it too. Like... I'm sorry, everybody. I'm not fucking sorry. Like for people who are like, oh, you, you, this person can do this, and I can't because of the fuck you. Yeah, do the work. Yeah, do the work. Stay consistent. Learn from somebody if you don't want to do the research. Fucking learn to accelerate your process. Invest, right? Find a coach. So Tom is a huge, you know, buddy and inspiration. My brother. Um, I'll say, you know, Justin Lovato is. It's amazing because I actually follow him. For ten years, like I got into bodybuilding because of him. The way I, he's the only person that bought a workout program, drum, uh, apparel, but the only person I really give a fuck about any. And then nobody, like I really, I would, I barely bought from anybody on Instagram. I'm a bad consumer. Yeah, but him, I just like, yeah, I felt he felt so authentic, cool ass, and just real. And like, here's a bodybuilder in Venice, like wearing fucking weed stuff, smoking before his sessions, like just being him. He's a piece of who I am, and it's been amazing to build our relationship in Austin where I've shown him, you know, my craft and what I got into. Yeah. Because he is, in a lot of ways, a fundamental piece of of how I got into what I got into anyways. Yeah. So it's cool to kind of bring it all back. So he's somebody else, for example, that I follow up. 
Um, and there's just a budget. It's obviously like keep going. There's a yeah, this of jugglers like my buddy Colin in, in Brooklyn. Um, he dances with the bell beautifully. He's so, gro- so groovy. You know, and I'm I'm cool. I love watching myself do it. To be honest, yeah. I'm fascinated. I'm like, this is cool. I look cool. I look cool. Yeah. You know, there's nobody else thinks I fucking look cool. Yeah. I fucking do. <laughs> fucking matters. Yeah. So watching him, I'm like, this is amazing online. Oh, we learned a new trick. Fuck. And we used to have a group chat with me, him, and a couple of the buddies. Another buddy, Sean, is another person who does the flipping. Like, where we would just, yo, look what I just did. Look at this new pattern. Look at this new fucking flip. Look at this new trick we got. And then we just try to, you know, fucking share it with the community. It's like a fight. It's just like, it's kind of like freestyle rap. Dance off, but with love. (laughs) And you do it together. You can dance together. Have a rap together. Yeah. So he's somebody else. And I've been, you know, coaches around the world, some gym owners like my buddy Jason Padilla. He's another person I'm just going to give him a shout out to in San Antonio. He has a community called Soul Fit. And he's created a beautiful, like I think they're, they've been open probably about a decade and they're getting ready to expand and move. And when I opened my gym and I had a, a gym called the Trading Spot, a small facility, um, he was someone who I looked to every day. I was like, he wakes up every day and he's training people from 5 a.m. Fucking 5 p.m. He's in his 40s. And he's jacked as fuck. Yeah. And he's shredded. And he's a family man. And he moves beautifully. And he drinks tequila. He goes on vacation. And he dances. And he works. And he's, he's the kind of human that I want to be around. You know, like, I want to... In, in real life, now we have. And again, that's through Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've used social media as a, in my opinion, enhancer. To make sure I'm consuming the right kind of people. Yeah. And if I'm going to consume your energy, like, I care. I'm going to a little piece of it on yeah. some level. Our social diet is arguably more important than our actual physical diet. What you take in, you want to talk about manifesting things? What you take in from your timeline is being manifested into your real life. And mm-hmm. the, the hundred, I mean, booties. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah, but it might manifest in a porn addiction. Oh, we don't yeah. want that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Everything means to you. But with that being said, it's 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 fascinating to me to always hear the people that talk really are collabing. I um, I have a similar experience as you. Uh, you with Justin. I have a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Shane Hugely, and he's uh, he's a fellow bodybuilding coach. He's actually of course. Yeah, that funny. He never actually competed himself. And he's actually like a, he's a very athletic looking, but like thin dude. Uh, he, Jared, this guy, he coaches fucking bodybuilding, bro. He just wins. He just wins all the time. Jared, you like he'll show to to a pro qualified show. It is Shane's got fucking 20 pro bars. Like, there's like 80 pro bars in the show. Shane's got 20 of them. Dude, there's hundreds of coaches. <laughs> this guy got 25% of the, like, Shane's nuts. So I've looked up to his work for a really long time. Like, really, since I got into the industry, and it was first like Jason Theobald, then it was Matt Janfell. I was looking up to Shane usually. So these guys, and uh, man, the way that Shane was just a silent killer. So I'm coming up in the sport. I'm doing my work. I'm starting to win some shows. I, I got some pros and whatnot. And I'm at a show in, um, maybe it was Pittsburgh. Fuck, I can't remember. It might have been Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I walk up to show. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Sorry, sure. I'm so nervous. Yeah. 
But like the opportunity is finally here to like introduce myself. I walk up to Shane. I was like, hey, Shane, I just want to introduce myself. He's like, I know who you are. And I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, let's go. It feels good. Let's go. Yeah, like, yeah you're doing good work. Like, I'm happy to keep an eye on you, yada. That shit feels good. And now we're friends. Like, That's and now we're boys. Like, every time we see each other at a show, we get happy. We, we've had clients compete against each other a million times. His have won 980,000 by the maybe the other 20. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he just fucking, he, he, he's, he's a really good coach, but it's just cool when these people you, idolize like you earned that spot with Justin. Yeah. Like I earned the spot with these guys. I'm just as capable. I'm just a leader too. Yeah. Leaders see leaders. Like good business owners see good business owners. Athletes see athletes. Like again reflections. And I think the more we can embody not just practice embody being what we say we're gonna do and be and become the kind of people then we attract them that it works. Like, I get to be in that network, too. I have this thing about, like, what other people don't, how they just can't see your vision. Like, only Jared knows yeah, what the Jared you're working to become or desire to be looks like. Only you know. No one else can see it. You could explain it to the podcast for the next 30 minutes, and it wouldn't make sense to anybody but you. I have some coaches I've hired on my staff. The team's rapidly expanding everything. I've been talking to some of their relations. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I've been chat with some of them about you. Put yourself out there on social media. You're subject to criticism. You're subject to the praise, and the praise is cool and easy. You're subject to lead generation. You're subject to creating a fan base. You're subject to, you know, warming and nurturing people into becoming clients and all that stuff. You're subject to all the opposite. Yeah. Um, how would the future you? respond to these situations when they knock on your door is something that I think all social creators need to take into account. I've I've popped off on some people on social media before. Now I'm just such a sarcastic asshole. I'm so sarcastic with it. When someone comes to you with a little bit of hate, a little bit of negativity, a little bit of bullshit, like, what are you doing? What do you say? Fuck the martyr with love. Uh-oh. I'm just shut it down in your mouth. Like, I'm gonna love you as fuck right now. That like maybe so in cause of all or whatever you'll not feel from me. Yeah, I'm gonna give the state change. Just in words or emojis, hearts. Yeah. Well, shit, shit on me. Here's some hearts. Love you. I'm a reflection of you. Would you call me? Cool. That's what you've seen yourself. That sucks. Combo. Sending you lots of love. Like, I'm always angry with it. No matter what, if I get shit on, like, I just send people love. Yeah. Because if you took time. <laughs> If you took time to write something on my effect, around my post, that you agree with it, don't agree with it, you took time. The only thing that time and knowledge are the only things that are not tangible in value. And you took yours to do something, try to connect with me, try to, right, try to have an exchange. You're right. You love me, bitch. <laughs> You love me on some level. You love me. You care about me. Else you wouldn't talk it right. Oh, don't do that. You care about me. Fuck you. That's how you're feeling about yourself. But like you're, you're, you're venting on my platform because you feel safe to do that. Buddy. You feel safe to be a shithead, right? Right. It's like yeah. your little brother. Yeah. 
you think I'm like that? <laughs> like yeah. I like you know what it is that unconditional on my fucking platform. Welcome to my fucking page or not. It's that unconditional anyways. I'm gonna love you anyways. So like I am taking this entire clip. She's just and we're gonna post it on the Girl and I podcast page. And I just want Emily to type out to and, and it's funny, only people listening to the show is gonna get the reference. To anyone who's ever commented something negative on the girl I bought gas page, that's you. But it, that's going to be a fucking good outfit, dude. Cock of love. Just a cock of love. Get yeah. it, dude. I need out fuck showheads for you. Like, I got you. I'm doing the work enough. For, I'm overflowing. But, dude, you have to be, you have you know, to be a bring through that stuff to someone else's social media. That's what I'm saying. It's projection of love. Like you're feeling some way, right? You're feeling like lack of connection. So you, you it goes back to those emotional needs for me. Feel lack of connection, you take time to connect. Feel lack of security, you think this is going to make you feel whatever, secure in some way, confident in some way. Cool. You took the time to do that. You projected that. Okay. You took the time to feel significant. You took the time to think this is going to variety in your day. Like it's emotional needs. And if you don't project the needs in a way that is like supportive yeah then that's what you do we show people not me not for me this is not for me i just i you know we talked earlier about like sitting in a feeling like how do you how long do you want to sit for months in sadness right it's like listen i feel shit like anybody else right grow or die feel the thing feel the thing as long as you think you need to for me I'm not feeling all that shit for more than maybe a half a day to a day. Like, if I get mad, like, my human gets mad, right? Yeah. Fucking valid. Fucking right. To get my human mad, you suck a little. Yeah. Like, my human thinks you fucking suck a little. Yeah. Cool. Half a day to a day later, give me some fucking time. And I'll be like, oh, my soul loves you. Like, told you. Like, from, like, really, like, that's that's the baseline. Yeah. It's all good. My human got fucking annoyed. But my soul... We chill it. Like, give me a half a day to a day to express that, feel that. But I don't need to sit in anger for more than fucking a half a day. Well, I don't an hour. Your hours. It's the fucking point. I'm not enjoying life. I'm not present. I read the, I don't read enough. A <laughs> podcast. I don't do a lot of, I don't do a lot of consumption, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, but I read The Power of Now. Okay. Right. I think it's what's called. Yeah. The Power of Now. And it, it really just made sense for me where it talked about if you're thinking about what could be or what was, then you're not here now. It to not be here now, the way I took it was like, oh, that means I'm not making love to the highest level. I'm not fucking my, my world, my reality if I'm not here. So if I'm angry, I'm not here. I'm not, I can't, I can't be angry and present at the same time. Because I mean, that way I'm thinking about whatever fuck I'm thinking about. I can't be. All those emotions that I don't think serve me for longer than just feeling it for a second to recognize humanness. Yeah. Fucking grow through it as quickly as possible. I'm not going to sit in sadness. That's that's a waste of love. I'd rather just tell you I love you and I think right now we need space. Instead of disappearing completely. Whatever. Abandonment. I couldn't get it. Trigger everyone's traumas and crap. <laughs> but even that is enabling. I've learned... Your perspective. It's refreshing because it's something that most people don't have the vulnerability to be able to find and express. I find it I find it to be quite interesting how 
like African, I, I would say Jelson on the show, I do on the show, I've had some other very attuned individuals on the show. It just seems like you're in this state of free yeah like the 4d and everything you do is is just rooted in in such deep love that there had to be some sort of opposing sequence that happened in your life where you were like you didn't have love you didn't feel love you didn't know what love really was so talk about that and talk about how you found how do you learn what love is through others that's a big piece of it at least as they get older but I think for a long time I didn't love myself I want to say I don't think I told myself that I loved me until I was probably about 20 fuck uh, you know um, that's how most men are though and forever some men will never tell themselves that right and I remember, I don't know if somebody asked me or I heard it on, you know, like a clip of something being played or, or the other thing is I was running and I remember like it was a day I was running and I'd lost, like, you know, 40 pounds on my sophomore year, going into my junior year, I wanted to be fucking slim, going to a new college, trying to fucking slay, trying to fucking <laughs> party and me and a guy with abs, like that and that. Like, so I go through this whole fucking physical transformation. And then after months of still doing it, right? It's like, oh, I already got abs. It stopped. She's like, chill. Yeah. I kept going. A year later, still doing it. Still downward. Why? It's not just pussy anymore. It's not just abs to have abs anymore. I show for myself because I love myself. Duh. She's <laughs> like, so you were feeling that. And I remember I was like running and I was like, oh my God, like I do love myself because I wouldn't be doing this right now. The the act of me doing this at all is an act of love. And for me to do this consistently, I love me. I'm embodying love. Like you do it because you feel great afterwards. Mm -hmm. I feel great. And, and it's for me. The time I'm putting out for me is just for me. Like that's love. That's self-love. So I think at 20 when I really got to fitness, I was able to recognize, like, oh, this is an act of love, and I'm going to treat it as holy, you know, as self. And there was a time where I slipped off, you know, like, for ending all my way back. Why? I didn't have real unconditional love for myself. Yeah. It was conditional. Um, and I didn't know how to emotionally regulate. What is also the condition? Um, I think having women was a part of it, being around partying, being around, like, okay, the, I'll look a certain way. It makes me feel validated when I hear, you know, great. Da, 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 da. And then there was a summer I, I got arrested in college for being, um, just having possession of it, bullshit, the whole thing, but I, I needed it. And for like six months, I was in about this victim mentality where I, I didn't know what if, yeah, I just, I didn't love myself anymore. I was like, oh, I'm a second grade citizen. Like, I'm not, you know, as important. I'm not going to get hired and willing to, all the negative things. And so for that summer, I'm processed for real. So I just ate. I just ate chocolate. I just ate Nutella. I just ate ice cream. I didn't recognize what I was feeling. And so going back to those emotional needs, Nutella brings me security. Ice cream and desserts bring me variety. 
feel connected to my childhood. I feel connected to the moment. Dopamine hits. So we talked about like there's always the flip side to the emotional, how we project and whatnot. Like you got to recognize your own shit too. Yeah. Like it's great that you have these things that are higher on your list, but what else is on your, your list that you're not acknowledging that makes you feel a specific way and that's why you do what you do, whatever it is. Anything you do or I do, alcoholism, drugs, porn, whatever, stealing stuff, there's always an emotional need attached to it if you really break it down. Number one, I've never had that time. Oh, never. It's good for you, bro. Don't, don't. This is so much sugar. Yeah, don't do it. But it's like hazelnut. Chocolate. Yeah, it's not even that great. It's just like the, the fudginess if you like that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Didn't get dirty. Victim mindsets can never be aware of their patterns because people in that state are simply going to conform to the bias they look to find within their current life situation and, you know, blaming you for looking better than them. Or yeah. When you're emotional, you're irrational. And people in victim mindsets are typically those who are much more of irrational and mutual and emotionally dysregulated. Yeah. Because they're the only ones who are like a soul lost in anger. They give her what they said. But the hard part is all of the messages that they need to hear, they aren't even going to be receptive to anyways. Right. So these people have to choose to choose. I, I was of a victim mindset for about six years, like 20 to... About 19 to 25, I would say. Okay. Very scarcity mindset. And there's like the mindset of being might be easier, yada, yada. Yeah. Not quite sure how I changed. One day I just decided like I was going to like man up. Yeah. That I, this needs to be better. I love providing. I provide for people. I provide for myself. Maybe because I do love myself. Now it's because I definitely because I love myself. Good. I provide for Peyton, my dog. I provide for opportunity for so that was my purpose. So that's what changed mind. How did you change your victim mindset? How do you, do you coach people? Um, like maybe not like actually offer a service, but like, do you find yourself coaching your friends or people that you care about as acquaintances in their mindset for share thoughts if they want to receive thoughts of mine? I always ask um, before I share thoughts of people that I think I love us. Yeah. I think that that is a very, we talk about this on a Casey or Adidas episode. Before you communicate with somebody, make sure they're in a position to receive me. Yep. Make sure if you just start spewing all stuff, it's probably not going to be taken very well. But we're not asked for permission. That's for permission. Like nobody likes uh, unsolicited advice from the parents, their friends, etc. Um, Inside, so I don't find myself like coaching it specifically. I think again, the way I teach movement, how intimate it is and becomes, people find their own routes of how I found my own routes. Like, and sometimes we'll have a conversation, but it's not about like, hey, I'm here to coach that. Like, I'm at your life coach. I'm 30. Yeah, I'm turning 31 this month. Like, I don't know shit still. So I'm not going to tell you I'm a life coach. I'm not going to tell you I'm your healer. The fuck is that? Yeah. Well, Jesus, we're going to heal you. Like, I'm, I'm here to share with you the tools I got. And if I did it right in a way that resonates, you can use them too. Yeah. Turn 31 this month? Yeah, January 12th. This is a yeah. part of the podcast where whenever a birthday gets brought up, you have to ask for the horoscope. Uh, I'm the Capricorn. I don't know much. You're Capricorn. Are you really? Yeah. I wish that I was the go. 
You, you can be a go-to. I can be a go-to if I, if I, if I want to. I don't have rules in my reality horoscopes yeah. stuff, but I'm a winner. I am a too. That's pretty cool. I think it's called cool. strong as fuck. Yeah, super fucking strong. Um, oh, the victim thing. What do you do? <laughs> what? Whoa. What? I was trying to go back to the, the whole victim thing. I was like, I'm going back to like, how'd I get out of that? <laughs> I think that was already going with that one. So, did you cover what you knew? What you needed to cover with the victim mindset? Well, I do want to share something about that. You know, my sister called my ass out. She just like, I remember I was uh, trying to get into a program my last year of college. I was doing kinesiology, trying to get a specific internship, and I wrote this entry fucking two-page thing and half of it was about what i learned getting arrested right uh, how you know all the growing i've done and all my sister's like they don't give a fuck care why are you fucking identifying yeah you're identified as with this fucking thing that happened to you that happened talk about what you want to do talk about who you are and that this is not who you are yeah but that's what i'm saying i got so attached like i got rejected from jobs people like got arrested i got looks for my family like it was just I, I took on that victim mentality I took on stories all this crap so her calling my ass out was huge you know I think that was a big piece of it um that was a beginning one and then I had other moments you know where instead of me allowing like my mom to play leader I was like I shouldn't call her yeah I get in a car accident who's anxious near her <laughs> why am I asking her what the yeah so taking more ownership. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So ownership. that gets you out of the victim mentality. Ownership yeah. stuff to learn. Oh, yeah. But every single time it's, it's a nice, it's, it's a nice uh, driver of self-belief. Every single time, even when the ownership might be overstepping your actual role in a situation and just find excuse to liberate. Yeah. It's everything's my fault all the fucking time. All, like, even when it's just a, that, can't let my human might get pissed. Like, I can't believe that's the way you behave. Or that. I put myself around me. Yeah. It's my fault. But the good <laughs> things, <laughs> the good things are your fault too. Well, yeah. So we, we have to be able, I end up learning that. But both three were liberating. Like me learning that all the things that aren't good that happen is still my fault. Yeah. And I could have been more observant and could have looked at things. I could have heard. I could have really been more present. The things and the adversity that has built me as a human and that's the all my fucking fault. Like I, I remember my arrest, like it's me a lot to be like, it's not my roommate's fault. He was someone some weed. Yeah. It's my fucking fault. I was around him. <laughs> I sure I let myself be around him. What do you say he's gonna do it? I said, Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Shit, that's my fucking fault. It is. Shit it is. All right, bro, I'll show. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I think but you were young. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Young and I still will own that, you know, whatever happens, like I had a rough move here. It's all my fault anyways. Like, you know, me and my dad, my out of relationship going, and that went sideways. It's still my fault. It doesn't matter yeah. who emotionally regulated in the way they did. It's still my fault. I had the tools to hold space on a certain level. That's my fault. Yeah. It's, but men are really taught tools. You have to learn them through unbelievably hard life lessons. I would always say we have to learn them through hurting people quite mildly while also, you know, being hurt. Both happy. Yep. Major just all the tools I have this thing that people apply to. I said by the age of 25, he mainly has three emotions. He's happy, he's angry, and he's aroused. Or he, he doesn't have no other emotions that he can really toggle in, in the lived inside of. Uh, could they, you could say, like, excited slash happy. 
So I'm not, I'm actually not showing them they know how to be happy what that actually feels like, which is a little sad. Um, but you get really uncomfortable when you have really fucking some people over, man. Yeah. Fuck. And you can't, cause you can't go back and be like, Hey, like I was 24. I knew it improved. I am these tools. I didn't yeah. have these tools earlier. Look at my fancy toolkit. Yeah. Like, do you want to be part? Like that, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Humans be probably because of the safety thing that you've mentioned. With yeah, you. yeah. Dude, once that's broken. Yeah. And once boundaries are crossed, once all, all these things, like and literally the nervous system, that's something I learned this year. Like my nervous system gets nervous, like gets fearful, like rejects people. Yeah. It did. Yeah. When it, when it doesn't feel trust anymore, it's respect. It doesn't get angry anymore. It just doesn't get excited to be there. It's just strength. Whatever it is, like, yeah, help. yeah, like whatever has been built has been built. And instead of me recognizing habits and things earlier to be like, oh, I shouldn't be around this even anyways, I allowed to be able to just, it's an amazing experience. It's hard ones, but amazing ones too. Like in where I am now with my mindset. Yeah. That's because of all that, all those experiences. Do we need fears right now? Is there anything you're like scared of? And I don't have a fear right now that I can think of. It's like, sort of, I'm constantly scared of them or thinking about. I have goals, you know, and things that I really want to see come to fruition in this next couple of years. Um, time to fear right now. How strict do you get with your goals? How uh, descriptive? You know, when I built my gym, my small gym, I put it in my head. And I saw it, like, what would happen and how, how I would become as a man and all those things happened. Just Just me. Visualizing it and feeling the feeling ahead of time. Like me literally going to that point of I've won or I've won and at this point of quote unquote success. And this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And I'll just hold on to that, whatever that is. Um, so like yeah, the gym is a good one of manifestation, just through thinking, just through visualizing. I don't really write things down. They've been they've happened fast when I do. But I also realize that what I write always write down isn't always what I want. There's thoughts and emotions half the time. So I don't always want to believe my thoughts and emotions because sometimes those thoughts are emotional. I didn't recognize my emotions. So that was an emotional manifestation. And that's something that I actually fuck with. Yeah. So yeah, at least my process is like going off sensations and then if I wanted putting them ahead, like money this year, I didn't put a number on what I want. I just really want to fucking see my family more. And I don't want to feel capped that I can't. Anytime I want to, I love servicing. I fucking love training, bro. It comes from my fucking soul, right? For real. In 101 biomechanics, like, no one's going to make love like me. Like, nah, nah, nah. I want to do it from full freedom one day. Where someone wants help, cool. I have all the time in the world because the, the, the security is there. So I, I can share with you knowledge, don't feel pressured for finances. Da, 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 yada, like, I want to hold space sounds like you on that level, like love heart on that kind of level. That's what's driving me more money is I just want to take better care of the fucking people I love. Like I got to go to Maui where I've been to Maui like four or five times the last year to teach kettlebells. Fuck. Yeah. Homies out there, bro. I mean, fucking Ohana out there. Fucking favor. People I fucking love. I would love to bring my friends. I would love to bring five of them. Out of, you know, fucking family. That's so in scarcity. Come on, I got you. I got the stay. 
kind of made that like I just everybody Justin talked about I heard I remember one time he's like if I win the lottery the world will be better for it and I was like you too like I just share more I already share a lot I shared so much I went broke a couple times yeah right so it was like yeah. hey, if I had the, the funds I'm just gonna share way more yeah. and I again you talk about the stepping stool right like you want to see people succeed more and more and it's a big part of your purpose I share the same purpose I'm just trying to be a lot smarter about it. And so visualizing and like money, for example, this last, it's not, but a number, I just want freedom. Yeah. And I don't know what that is yet. You find when you're such a acts of service towards the other type of dude. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. In time. It's you know, you know, funny, you know, it's funny. There's, there's a subgroup of people who throw negativity towards me on social media that always come at me about like how like I seem muddy driven or something like that. Which I don't know if you ever view my content for a very long time, but I have twenty five hundred posts and I just need probably Yeah, free. Yeah. I just like service. Yeah. You come at me from this place like being money driven and I used to feel so offended by that until I realized okay, this trigger is clearly something but this whole time, I haven't thought that I've been a money driven individual. Like, am I money hungry? I, I have this thing. Mm-hmm. I had this identity crisis. Yeah. I was about 27 of like, dude, am I just like driving money right now? No, I'm giving people shit that they could never experience without yeah. me. I want to see my family more, dude. I'm yeah. going on a cruise with them. In February, we're going on a sick ass six day cruise. Oh, yeah. My family, my uh, my sister and brother-in-law, they are very financially well-off. Like they are in a different position than I'm in life right now. Very, very financially well-off. My work of servicing other people with a high-quality product allows me to be able to afford going on a cruise with them for a six-day time period where some of that time I'm not going to have Wi-Fi access and I don't have cash for because cash flow is in so that I can be there with my family yes. and my niece and my nephew think that I am the greatest thing. If you told them I was that proud, they would have no idea. And I don't have to work or focus on my phone moment because I'm present there. That's if that makes me motherfucking money hungry, so yes, I am. Be it. Yeah. So fuck because you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to pick up the tab of the family that you see yep. struggling a yep. little bit. Every time, bro, he ain't paying for it. Um, you're, 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 you're at the gas station and you can tell that this is not going to be good. You don't got to worry about it. Mm-hmm. I've got you. Yeah. And when you're putting the shit back into the world, it keeps coming back to you. Money's just an energy. Yeah. Currency is that. It is a currency of love. Like it is as much as I know it can be diabolical in its ways. Like it's not, again, it's not the tool. It's the person. It's like the kettle doesn't hurt you. You are you. You know, knowing how to do things. Yeah. Ownership. Oh, and so it's like money's the same thing. It's a tool of love. And I'm learning that this year. And that's a big part of the branding. Like I always knew like, that's something I want. Yeah. I just want to be able to help more people. I want to share knowledge for free as much as possible. I want team like this year's been huge being around content creators, watching your content, watching people at it on on it who have professional settings, like they've invested in videographers, like Fuck, I want to provide me more there on the level I do in person. And my that's what's going on with the authenticity theory. And I'm like, I'm not being enough of me because who, who I am in person works. 
it works. I have a great time. People in front of me have a great time. So I need to do a better job doing it. Well, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So I need to start delegating. I need money to to provide more fucking love on this platform. Yep. That's what I do. So lately I'm like, as I'm like, hey, if you just like me and you want to support me, this is for it. Todd bucks. I give out workouts every single day. Yeah. I give out energy, fun stuff. Like, if you can afford it, awesome. Because it'll just make me more amazing. What yeah. do you like? I'll provide from a higher fucking space. Yeah. So that's a beautiful relationship to have with it. Like, you feel good when you put content out. Yeah, I feel good when I put content. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not conditional. I have nothing attached to it. Sometimes there's moments where I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know if I if I want to keep that one there. Like that was emotional. Uh, funny, right? The more emotional ones for me don't always work. Okay. Is it, is it okay? Like, ooh, like I wasn't, I'm just angry. Yeah. As I posted this rant, like, yeah. So I will think that every now and then. Yeah. That, yeah. But for the most part, like, yeah, I put out, like, hey, it's going to do well. It's not going to do well. It's going to help someone. Like, workouts always, I'm like, one person yeah. might do it. I went, mean, someone might have seen the way I move and be like, I think I went over a walk today. Yeah. I went, like, the smallest fucking baseline for me. Yeah. Thought about it. It was a thought in your head. You didn't do it, but you thought. I would think I shared something good. Value added. Value. Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating yeah, as a creator to break the attachment with performance and metrics. Mm. On the Grow or Die podcast page right now, I track metrics very closely. Yeah. It's a little bit different than my personal brand. Of course, yeah. Justin Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck, dude. Gotcha. I don't give a shit about any of the metrics. I yeah. do. I, I, I love when people share my stuff. You know how much something has to resonate you to fucking share it. Yeah. That's oh, really your person. That's you inviting it into your space, whether it's positive or negative. I love when people share my shit. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. That one gets me going, man. It really does. And. I noticed like the more just one to one, the more real I'm being. For the first time in eight years, we don't have any content director for any of my staff. Mom. The first person shooter stuff is just hitting so much better. And I mean, um, we're we're doing better than we've ever done before. And like clearly there's something to be said about this yet. Yeah. There's still a little bit of me that like wants to have, I want to have some real intensive in-depth recorded. I want to like have some talks. And it's a little bit more of the podcast. A little different than the podcast. Because if I just show up myself and people like us, but us, because you've been authentic, you put out hundreds or thousands of authentic posts. And I find it a really conducive relationship with social media, both mentally, yet also fiscally, it's a really conducive relationship to be unbelievably outfit. Yeah. Unbelievably vulnerable. Yep. Break the attachment to likes and views and comments. Those little things don't actually matter because by people fuck with you at person. Yeah. But if you only got that social media following, you don't got nobody fuck with you in person. Exactly. And Jared, I know that you've met people like that. I just I say that out loud, and then unfortunately, there's people that came into my head that like are exactly like that. I know you know people like that. I don't want to assume. You know, that's a tough thing for me. Is like oh, I want to assume like that. But I've met people who, yeah, their their value um, was attached to their social media. You know, to their followings. To versus like 
your value is here in this moment. Talk with me, hang with me. Think about and think about how much following you're going to get from hanging with me. Yeah. Not thinking about all oh, the people are like one of our stuff because we worked out together. Like, fuck you. Let's fuck each other with fucking love on the level of growth. Like, we're going to get each other off the whole time. Like, I'm not here to get me off more than you. Yeah. You're not here to get yourself off more than me. Equal. Like, yeah. gas, like, equal together. Let's come again. Yeah. You know, so that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel about her. Like, the, those type of people, because yeah. um, they're there. And, yeah. And that's okay. It's like, again, like awareness and time. And I'm not here to judge because I've been there. Yeah. Or like, I've been there too, where I had expectations of influencers and I don't fucking know what they're going through. No idea. They, they might not want to emotionally regulate. Yeah. Why the fuck am I bothering them? Yeah. Yeah. All, all these things. So basically, most, yeah, most of the people you actually look up to are struggling with the same shit, but even a little bit worse than you are because most of the people who have achieved something worthy of having a large following have poured so much into that thing that the same issues you're experiencing actually get energy from you aren't getting energy from them because it's all going to that one thing. And so they're just manifesting any worse, exacerbating harder, deeper, all that stuff. And that's not to be said about everyone who you look up to. Yeah. But most people who achieve greatness in one thing are beyond sufficiently lackluster mm. in a host of other things. It goes to the whole thing about be careful saying you would actually change the lives of someone. Do you actually want to be Conor McGregor? Yeah. That comes with a the obsession you have to have to be on that level of trading of beings. I mean, every autobiography, every biography, every documentary I feel like I've watched of someone who was a innovative disruptor to the earth. There's a portion of this that's like their maniacal dictator of self type of vibe that they operate with this unbelievable obsession that laser focuses on this one thing and the rest of their life crumbles. And since the rest of their life crumbled, they had all of the fletch to go directly into this one thing. And that's why they became where they were. Yeah. I mean, the thing that you were talking about with bodybuilding and like they were just. Just in the bodybuilder. Well, yeah. are you going to stay just in the bodybuilder to your dead? Or are you going to be just in the entrepreneur? You know, just in the podcast, you know, fucking hosts, just in the um, speaker. I mean, like all these things that are manifesting, like you got to change your retard to staying to one. Like, and that seems to be, yeah, debilitating earlier. Like you break down faster, not knowing how to disconnect from one identity. You're not one hat. You're a hundred. Mm-hmm. Like I learned that from owning a gym and now owning a gym. Yeah. All of a sudden I was like, oh shit, I'm not a gym owner, just another trainer. Yeah. This is one of the coach. Yeah. No, you're not. You are your dog's dad. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm Batman's dad. <laughs> you know, you're right. Like, what else? Hey, cool. You like going on walks. You like going on in the in nature. You like going on podcasts. You like connecting, you know, like starting to bring on the other like what else fulfills me? What else gets me going outside of this one identity that I love? So I think it, there's, you know, again, a beautiful thing getting obsessed, but to a limit, like if you don't take time to disconnect and know what else fulfills your cup outside of this. I saw an interview, and I don't know much about jujitsu. I don't know his name. He's like a very nerdy looking kid. Like he was a kid. Wears glasses, speaks like Chinese and, you know, Portuguese and English. So crushing it, really smart guy. 
and he was like, you know, I went through a really big low, and I'm so happy about this win. I won the championship. You can see, like, outside of that championship, and if you're not training, you're paid. You're not loving life. Damn. But you're young. And to be like, you have more time to explore other facets who you are before you only become wide and then you get fucked. Yes. Sorry. Jared. Yeah. Where can people find you after this podcast? Absolutely. By the way, just a mesmerizing podcast today. People are I had a great time with you, bro. It was nice to just talk out loud. So that was so fun. Where can they find you? And tell us about your online offerings. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at the Crazy Trainer. Uh, YouTube, I do have the Crazy Trainer, and it would be interesting if you go back and see things. <laughs> um, but I haven't worked on it until I get a team in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for the most part where you can find me. You can find me at On It Gym in person. I'm there a lot training myself. Um, training others, just being in culture, like, you know, I just love being in a good culture that feels like it's pushing itself. Um, and offering-wise, I do one-on-one coaching. Right now, it's, as you can call it, high ticket, but I'm very picky with right now my students, the type of energy, ready to receive things. Um, and that's, for me, my favorite thing to do, like, showing people how to get out of pain very fast. They don't become extremely confident in their bodies, where they can take a tool, they feel so good about it, anywhere they go, they feel so themselves in space and time. Because they're that connected. That's my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. So you can reach out to me on Instagram for that. Um, or find me an audit. Something my offerings. I have some online programs. So you can go to like kettlebell juggling. We gotta flip it. I have a program for that. Go oh, buy a program. Yeah. That's do it yourself. How to have landmines. Do it yourself. I'm teaching a workshop. So Seamus promotion here. January 20th. Uh, teaching a landmine workshop. Two hours. So for anyone who wants to get into like a very educational format for it. Very cool to be doing That's where you can find me in my offerings. Yeah. Until I make t-shirts. Uh, thrust you can trust. Thrust you Train can crazy. Trust. Open heart. Take a <laughs> I think I would be Austin. Austin will kill that one. Oh, Austin would definitely sell that one out. Jared, thanks so much for your energy, for your expertise, for your time. Until next time, my friend. Thank you. All right. Peace. Fuck yeah.